As I mentioned, we're going through a new sermon series here. We're starting today titled Grateful. And, and, and you're, you're, you're likely thinking, oh yeah, it's that time of the year. Thanksgiving's coming. It's convenient. And that's part of the reason why I decided to start this sermon series. Um, Thanksgiving is more, so much more important than just one day of the year, just one weekend of the years, as we're going to unpack in, in God's word here today, and not just God's word, but even the social sciences have come to acknowledge and uncover the power, the significance of, of gratefulness, thankfulness. It's so significant for all of us. When I was, uh, when I was out running my marathon, again, thank you guys so much for your support. I, my phone was getting blown up. As I'm running, and uh, the encouragement was powerful. And as I hit naturally, proverbially, the wall, there's this thing called the wall that you hit in, in running. And when, when, when you, your body begins to run out of resources, and, and, and you mentally, emotionally begin to turn inward, and, and, and the messages inside you are, stop. You can't make it. Don't. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. No, that is an oncoming train. Focus on your pain. Focus on all the bad stuff. There's just this wall that hits. And I hit it. Miles 19 through 23. And one of the things that was significant in me getting through that time, because there, I literally wanted to just give up, was thankfulness. Just beginning to focus on just the little things like what, what the sun is shining. Thank you, Jesus. The sun is shining. I'm in so much pain. I just want to stop. Thank you, Lord, that the second I don't have pain. Thank you for this next step. Thank you for these great people out here. Thank you for this old man who's like 70 and he just passed me. <laughs> That's not old. Thank you, Dan. That's right. Old is, uh, it's, it's, all, it's, it's all in the mind, right? Oh, man. Thankfulness was, it was powerful in that moment. And, and, and now I, I was told by Jonathan Sander that uh, y'all prayed, and, and he's joking, but y'all prayed that to be prepared for the next two to three years of metaphors of marathons and running that I include in my sermons. <laughs> So I thought I would get a jump start here this morning. Thankfulness. As we're going to find in Scripture, this is something that should uniquely characterize followers of Jesus. If you're a follower of Jesus, if he saved you, this is something that should be a thread that runs through every day. Through the moments, the highs, the lows, the valleys, the mountains, it should characterize the life of people changed by Jesus Christ. Thankfulness, we know, is, a, is an important thing. It, it, it's, it's good manners. What do we say to our kids after they've you know, received something from somebody else? What we say, what do you say? We want to teach our kids. Say thank you. We want to teach them gratitude. It's good manners. There's something we know that's just right in 
gratitude and recognizing, you know, I, I received things that I didn't deserve. That I acknowledge the kindness of others. Thankfulness is, is, is so deep. It's interesting that, that, that it's only been in the last two decades, really, that, that the psychological sciences have really delved in and done research on thankfulness and its power and its significance in our lives. And they're finding that thankfulness has benefits and, and improves well-being in us as humans. It, it has psychological benefits. It has physical benefits in your bodies, relational benefits. Psychologically, it improves positive emotions and, and mood. It, it, it has the, the capacity to improve uh, uh, awareness and alertness, increased self-satisfaction or self-esteem. Physically, it produces, it, it contributes to stronger immune systems. People have less body aches and pains who are thankful. They're more optimistic. They have optimum blood pressure and cardiac functioning. They have better sleep and wake cycles. In terms of social uh, benefits, they, the people who are thankful tend to have better communication in relationships. They're more empathetic with others. They, they can put their, their selves in the other shoes of another person. They have stronger relationships in general. They're more likable in group environments, in group interactions, and, and they have better involvement as a team member. Their work performance, people who are grateful, have greater work productivity and performance even. It's interesting. Thankfulness. Why, why is it such a big What makes gratitude gratefulness? People who give thanks, what makes that so profound? On today's message through God's word, we're going we're to see that, that this, this attitude of gratitude finds its power and its source not in the action itself, but in, but in the God who initiated it. Thankfulness is intrinsic to our well-being because it's the right response to the goodness and the greatness of God. So you can turn with me to Psalm 100. It'll be on the screen. I'm going to read through this. We're going to walk through this. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his thanks, enter, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, stir in us this morning. That the profound power of this gift of gratitude, Lord, may, may we not merely see this as a tool, as an intervention, but God, may, may we understand its necessity is, is, is in you, Jesus. It's in our, our, an alignment with the God who made us. 
The God who loves us. The God who, who, who redeems us from our brokenness, our sinfulness. This broken world even. Lord, I pray, Father, for a movement in our hearts. Prime the pump of gratitude, Jesus, in us. Lord God, that, that we might be aligned with you. That we might be a blessed people for your glory. In your namesake. Amen. As, uh, as Bree and, 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 uh, and Lincho read earlier here. Out of 1 Thessalonians 5. These instructions that come from Paul. He said, pray continuously. Rejoice always. Pray continuously. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If you, if you needed it boiled down for you, if you needed to know, like, God, what do you want me to do? Saying, give thanks. Pray. Rejoice. What's so big and significant about gratitude? Why? Why would it be a command? What, and, and why? What is the, what, what's the compelling force behind that we would give thanks in all circumstances? Because, you know, if, if you didn't pick up on that, that's kind of the hard part, right? It's not just give thanks. It's give thanks in all circumstances. There's got to be some kind of compelling force behind that. As I mentioned thankfulness is, is, is to specifically and uniquely characterize us as believers. Let, let's just take a, a quick peek here at a few verses that, that highlight the significance in the life of a believer. In Colossians chapter 2, it says this, Therefore, as you've received Christ Jesus the Lord, meaning you've, re, you've received, He's died in your place, He's taken hell in your place, He's made you a new creation, you, you've experienced His undeserving love and His power, in your life to change you if you receive Christ to walk in him daily daily live relying on him rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving so so the life of, of, of daily walking with Jesus being rooted that he defines me is to abound with things for you. Again, not just like, it should just be evidenced occasionally by Thanksgiving. Abound. I, I, I don't know about you guys, but doing a little self-assessment. I did not find my life abounding with Thanksgiving. It abounds with some complaining. Have you noticed that? It abounds with some griping. It abounds with some, the natural focus of what's, what's, what I want differently or, you know, scrolling through Facebook and like, man, I wish I had that or, oh man, that's awesome for them. I wish, you know, comparison, it is an amazing comparison. It's the thief of so much joy and goodness in our lives, right? Do you abound with Thanksgiving? Would you like to? I mean, the spirit of God wants us experience that gift next uh, in ephesians it says this let there be no filthiness nor foolish talk or crude joking that come out of our mouths which is out of place but instead let there let there be thanksgiving as evidence of a transformed life 
ways that we used to talk and things that used to come out of our mouths. That thanksgiving. What, what people, when they rub up against us and, and do life of us, when they, when they hear things organically coming out of us, and more squeeze with life, does thanksgiving come out? God wants to produce that in us. It's not, it, it's not just that it should, because we can quickly go to, well, this is a right or wrong thing to do. And that's where this passage in Psalm 100 comes in. Thanksgiving is not just a command. Give thanks in all circumstances because you should do it. Oh, it's, it's so much deeper than that. In fact, you and I, if it's a should, we won't do it. It's not going to happen. There's something deeper in the why in the force behind this. And this is where we jump in. In Psalm 100, the psalmist is coming out of the, 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 the blocks, if you will, as a race. Like he is sprinting here. He is explosive with joy. Now, first and foremost, I want you to take note. If you've got your Bibles open here, there's a heading. A psalm for giving thanks. Now, sometimes the, the headings are, are, are more informative than anything else. But this is, one, this is unique, and I want to draw your attention to this. Because a psalm for giving thanks, this is the only psalm that's entitled this way. Now, a few things here I want, I want to uh, draw attention to in terms of what, what's, the, what's kind of the meaning behind giving thanks. In the Hebrew culture, in, in, in the Old Testament, this is where those of you who are note takers, you like the, this kind of stuff, you can, you, this is where you pull out your pen and your notes, you already got it. I already I see you out there writing. God bless you. Giving thanks. This word actually, the root of this word is confess. There is no direct word that only means give thanks or thanksgiving. That just doesn't exist in the Hebrew language. This is a word that means confess. It was used with confessing sin. Confessing uh, 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 the ways that we have uh, disobeyed God and, and, and broken fellowship and relationship with Him. But it also means confess who God is. What He has done. This word confess the goodness and graciousness of God. There is a necessary, uh, 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 it's, it's an external expression. Now, this is really important for us to understand because some of us really like to keep these things kind of private. We do these things in our head. You understand, like, this can't be contained. And you're going to see that in these verses. There's an, it's very important for us in terms of our own benefit in rightness with God that there is an externalness of confession of his goodness and his gr- glory. Now, one of the, the, the ways that this was expressed was with words. This confession was with words. But it also was an expression of thanksgiving. When, when the, uh, uh, God establishes the, the sacrifices as a form of, of worship and being right with God. This is foreign to us here today. But it was necessary when we understand that the wages of sin is death. And there was a need of sacrifice in order for us to have right relationship with God. And as part of the sacrificial system, there was a sacrifice of thanksgiving. It was a peace offering. 
celebrating our peace with God. At times it would be, it was either a seeking of that peace of confession of sin, or it was a celebration of that peace with God that he made right with us through thanksgiving. Thank you, God, for the peace that we have with you, for your love for us. These were sacrifices that were made. Thanksgiving comes with a form of sacrifice. It's not just an expression verbally, but it is sacrificial as well as an expression we'll see here. A psalm for giving thanks. A confession of God's goodness and His greatness. He jumps right in. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Or, or in other translations, shout to the Lord. Is, uh, is shouting to the Lord part of your part of your walk with Jesus? There might be a little bit of lacking of shouting going on. You know, especially in, 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 in northern Scandinavian uh, kinds of cultures, it's uh, we're going to worship the Lord with our silent gladness. <laughs> we're going to keep our hands to ourselves and just make sure that everybody else doesn't know what's going on. And I'm, I say that in jest. Every culture has different forms and expressions. There's something important for us, friends. There's something important for us that we miss out on if it doesn't go from inside here to out there. Listen, we shout. This, this word this is an in, it's two things. It, it is not just an action. It's an invitation. We'll get, we'll get to this. This action of shouting. We do this. We do this in other areas of our lives. Some of you are going to be doing it this afternoon once you watch your football games, your sports games, or, or your kids or your grandkids. We, we, we do this when we celebrate something. There's, there's an external expression that we can't keep private. It's almost this organic kind of thing that we, we, when, when something good happens, we so, there's, this, there's this sense of like, hey, did you see this? Did you see this? Or let me tell you about my marathon for the next two to three years. I did it. Thank you, Jesus. We, we do this, right? I mean, Facebook is and social media is built upon like, look, share with me. We put it out there and we, we do hope that people will like and comment and, and, and because we want them to share in the good things that we're experiencing, right? That's not, it's not, it's not bad. It's a good thing. But, but do we do it with the Lord? We do it in other areas of our lives. And what we're missing something when, when we truncate it, when we cut it off and we just keep it private and we don't praise him audibly, out loud. Thank you, Jesus. As we go through this series, a challenge I'm going to continue to invite all of you through, all of us through, is what are some specific ways that you're going to go forward here and practice in gratitude? We're going to have some open mic times to allow for you to express, I want to thank God for this in my life, what he's done, of who he is. We're going to open that up. Be praying about testimonies that the Lord may move in your heart as a way of expressing that and inviting others 
to join in. Have you noticed the benefit of when others start to give thanks and they name the testimony? And you're like, wow. You know, God is working in me too. Like you enjoy that, right? It stirs your heart. Because we need it. Shout to the Lord, all the earth. There's the invitation. Hey, come on, everybody. He's so good. He's so good. Two other ways here. In addition to an audible external expression of joy for what he's done, of who he is. It says, serve the Lord with gladness. Different translations to translate that word also worship. They're used interchangeably, but, but it's most predominantly used as serve. Think about this. When you're grateful for, for what God has done, when we're expressing that, we're really ex- truly experiencing that, bringing it back to the Father. Thank you for how you've provided abundantly for us. Thank you for the love in my family. Thank you, Jesus, for the safety and security. Thank you, God, for this, these amazing uh, uh, relationships and support. When we're thankful, we want to give what we're given. You notice that? We want to serve with the time. We want to sacrifice our time. We want to sacrifice. We want to use our relationships, the love that we're experiencing, like, you know, in our life groups or, or, or in our social groups. We're like, we want to invite more people into that love because we're so blessed by it, right? We, we want to be generous with our finances, with our hospitality because. We're so thankful we serve. Have you noticed that? When we are grateful, it will come out and be expressed in service to others. Because we know what we have was never ours to begin with, it's a gift. It's a grace of the Father to us. And if we received undeserving, then then others should be blessed just as we have been blessed because we don't deserve it. Thirdly here, he says, come into his presence with singing. This might be the most obvious one. And this is the invitation. Gather together, everybody. Let's get together. Let's sing songs. Oh, that's what we're doing here today, right? Great is your faithfulness to me. We, we, isn't it bless you, right? When we come together and we sing these songs, it's, it's like this reset that happens. We need it. It's good for us. Come together. Come into his presence. Sing songs. These, these, are, these are three common ways. But they come from something so much deeper. It's not just the, the what you do. The why is, 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 is important here. Ready? These things of what you do, I want you to, I want you to mark them down. I want you to lean in and, and identify, where, where, where do I want to step forward in, in practicing more gratitude? In my audible expression? In my gathering in worship? In, in, in my serving with what the Lord has given me? How, how do I need to express more gratitude? How do we need to return to the Father what he's given me? Verse 3. This is where it gets to the meat. Know that the Lord, 
He is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Now, as you read through this yourself, and I did initially, just it, 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 it kind of seems maybe a little bit out of place. It's like, oh yeah, that's good. I'm not sure why it's there. But it's right in the middle of this psalm for a very reason, because it is the climax. You see, you see what he's getting at here is you've got to acknowledge Yahweh. The, the, the term Lord in your book, in your Bibles there, whenever, when you see that with all caps, do you notice that? That it means Yahweh. That's the name God has revealed himself with. Yahweh. Right? It's a unique name of God. Of the one true God. Among all other gods in all the worlds and nations that are handmade. Representing things that are created. The uncreated, the true creator of all things is Yahweh. He has a specific name. Know that Yahweh. The God who has revealed himself to the Jewish people. It's not just a God for a people, but the God for all people. The Lord, Yahweh, is Elohim, is the God. The only one. The one who created us. The one who loves us. He says, we are his, is that pursuit. He, he desires us. And he made us his sheep. He made us his own people. This isn't something that we've done. This speaks of the redemption work. I'm going to break down these things. First and foremost, the Lord, he is God. Thankfulness finds its fulfillment, its, its purpose, its origins, its power in God himself. Thankfulness is not truly fulfilled. Thankfulness is, is, is left short when it, when it does it, when it stops with just, I'm thankful for. Versus, God, I'm thankful to you. Did you, you hear the difference? I'm, I'm thankful for my friends. God, thank you for my friends. You may think like, oh, that's, is it really that big of a deal? Yes. Yes, it is. Because it's a sign of maturity. It's a moving toward the the, the ultimate source of all things. You see, God being creator, the one who made us, is evidence we are dependent. Do you understand that? You didn't get here on your own. Anybody get here on their own? Anybody come into life on your own? Did you choose your parents? Did you choose where you were born? When you were born? You didn't choose any of those things. God being creator of us reminds us we're dependent. There's this, there's this humility that's necessary with thankfulness, right? You, you see, there's a tendency in our hearts. We get corrupted and our hearts become hardened when we don't turn the gifts we've given back to praise and thankfulness to God. Our hearts become corrupted. You see, we think we, we made ourselves. That whole concept of a self-made man, a self-made woman, That is the most dangerous thing for your soul. This sense of independence that I somehow got myself here, then that creates a sense of entitlement and then I can look down on others. It creates judgment. It creates the polarity and divisions that were happening in our culture today. It's an arrogance. 
Friends, when we as followers of Jesus don't actively bring to the Father the, the, how much we are, are dependent on all the things of our lives, not just that we exist, but, but the things that have been provided for us. Your abilities, did you create your abilities? Your, your, your skills, your intelligence? No. Did you create the opportunities? You see, there are people around the world who have the same level of intelligence and skill as you and have worked as hard, but because they're in a third world nation or in a militarized zone or in in some situation, circumstances have happened outside of their control and they are not in a place of provision. They're in a place of poverty. That is the grace of God. What you have, everything that is good, is because you're dependent, because you are a created being, because of a God who is a good creator. This creates a humility, right? It strips us down. That's a good thing. That's why the social sciences have identified how thankfulness creates empathy, because we realize, wow, I didn't get myself here anyways. I I need to recognize the humility, the grace that has been given me. I need to step into other people's shoes and understand what what has gotten them to their situation. It's significant that we understand God is the one who created us. We are created. We're dependent. Not only that, he loves us. He desires us. We are his. His love is what gives us a dignity. We don't just exist. You know, I've made some things in this life. In uh, high school, I made some pottery. And at that time, I was like, wow. I was proud of it, you know, and the parents kind of, you know, they have it and they put it up somewhere high where nobody else can see it because they're proud of it. And then it disappears. Like, what? What's going on with that? I mean, if you have kids, like, you can only hold so many drawings that they've made for you, right? You may have thrown them away, God forbid. And then they ask, where's that drawing? Well, let me tell you. Oh, candy? There are creations that we make that, that we don't, that, we're, that, aren't, that aren't perfect or worth keeping, right? I, I haven't kept my pottery. I threw it away. My parents gave it back to me at one point, and, and I decided ah, it's not worth it. God's not going to throw you away. Do you understand? What he makes, he makes with value and dignity. He loves you. He's not going to cast you aside at any point. You are his. That's the language. You are his. He made you for himself. He wants you. You may see the flaws. Others may point out uh, 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 idiosyncrasies and, 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 and personality traits and, and inabilities because that's, that's part of the corruption of sin in this world. But he says, I love you and every part of you. I want you. Is that not reason for thankfulness? That no matter what season or what situation we're in, and even no matter how corrupt we get and how bad our decisions are, he loves us. You see, the last one is he redeems us. You see, he says, you are the, we are the sheep of his pasture. Jesus explains, I'm the good shepherd. 
The only way for us to become sheep of Jesus being our shepherd is that he died in our place. It is that he redeemed us. He purchased us with his own blood. And we've, we've responded to the gift of, of life in him by saying, thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me my sin. Thank you for paying my penalty. Thank you. That, do you know that? That's really, if you're talking with your kids, how do I receive Jesus? It boils down to thankfulness. It's acknowledging what we don't deserve. It's acknowledging what we do deserve. It's receiving, whenever we give a gift, how is it right when they receive? Thank you. Thank you. That is a profound expression of faith. Thank you. Thank you. We always have reason. We can give thanks in all circumstances at all times. Why? Because God, and that's it. Because God. Because God created us. Because God loves us. And God redeemed us. You see, if we've been saved from hell, then there's nothing in this life that compares to hell. It doesn't matter how dark our valley is. There's nothing that can ultimately be taken from us when we are saved eternally. Amen? Now, it hurts. It doesn't minimize the pain and the losses that we experience in this life. It doesn't change that. But the enemy would love for us to be held in bondage that we need to clinch and cling to the things in this life. My finances, my relationships, my family. That I've got to hold on to these. I've got to cling to these things. I can't lose them. Jesus is acknowledging, listen, this is a broken world. And this world is corrupt. It's going to have, you're going to experience death, decay, and loss. You're, I'm going to show you that I've overcome by going to the cross and conquering death for you. And there's more. There's more. Don't just hold on to this life. I'm going to go to the depth, the lowest valley in your place to show you there's more. I secured it for you. You see, friends, if we've not been redeemed by Jesus, then we ultimately don't and won't know thankfulness. Giving thanks in all seasons, in all circumstances, makes no sense. If you've not been saved from hell, if you've not been saved from something worse that could possibly happen in this life, then you can't. Because your personal hell is the worst thing. The losses, the darkness, the depression... But no, there's, he's deeper. He's gone deeper to lift you up. His power is greater no matter the darkness. And so he erupts. Know that the Lord is God. This isn't just a, 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 an intellectual knowledge. He's saying acknowledge it. You need to confess Yahweh is God and your God. Thankfulness will never be fulfilled in in, in all its power to change you and bless you unless it's happening between you and the Father. Because He created you, He loves you, and He's redeemed you. And so He says, enter His gates with thanksgiving, His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. 
God's goodness doesn't end. You can't exhaust it. You can't out-sin it. You can't outlive it, even though you're 70. Or 90. Rena, Rena Dykstra's in the house, loving Jesus to the very end. doesn't end and it doesn't end with you it's there for your children it's there for the children's children it's 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 never it never ends in fact paul paul explains this he says that there's nothing in neither heights nor depths angels or demons nothing in all creation or in this world can separate us from the love of god in christ jesus yes shouting for joy because that's what comes up right yes friends Let's dig deep. Let's let the praise come and let's be blessed. Let our kids hear it and be blessed. Let the people around us hear it and be blessed. And you know what? Let me, let me just say this one last thing as we close. Thankfulness isn't something you say because you feel like it. I'm stepping on toes now. Come on. Thankfulness is not expressed because you feel thankful. Thankful is expressing and acknowledging what is true arbitrary, undependent upon what you feel and what you're going through. Thankfulness acknowledges the truth. He is my God and he's created, he's given me life. He wants me. That's truth. He's redeemed me. He's saved me. He's pursued me to hell in my place. That's truth. Despite how you feel. That's why thankfulness is power. That's why it's important to express it. It's faith. I'm standing on truth. But my feelings are powerful. They're real in the moment. I get it. I have my own mental health struggles. This past week was rough for me. You know, it's my elders texting them in my discouragement, my depression, my anxiety. And I needed to step out on truth myself because my feelings were so profound and dark. And I'm not sharing this for sympathy, but just for, you, for reality, because that's where we're at. The power of gratitude isn't in our experience. It changes our experience. The power of gratitude isn't the one true God. Let's praise his name. I'm going to have the worship team come on forward. Holy Spirit, we need your movement in our hearts. Lord, is there, there is warfare. The enemy, the enemy hates when we are thankful. He will sow as much discouragement in our hearts and our lives. And Lord, let us understand the tactics of the enemy. He does not want us to experience this glorious, this, this amazing, life-changing relationship with you of thankfulness. Of bringing back to you what you've given to us, oh God. Thank you. For this amazing church family. God, to give you praise, Lord God, for your word, your truth. You are good that you've given us truth for all seasons because we get lost in our darkness. To give us community to help point us to your truth when we are lost in our emotion, in our moment, in our brokenness, in in, in, in attacks on us. In circumstances that are painful and dark. Thank you, Jesus, for stepping even lower 
And taking all darkness on yourself. That we might know light in you Jesus. In our darkness. Lord begin a movement. Of gratitude in us. That is not just limited to a sermon series. And a moment and a season of the year. But God let us be changed. And let your name be praised. Amen.